Welcome to the Scaling Creative Podcast. Today I am jazzed about our topic. Oh, jazz. Our topic today is all about owning your mistakes and being able to bounce back from them. And we're going to get a little personal today. We're going to talk about some of our personal and professional mistakes that we've made and share just kind of firsthand how we've overcome them, worked through them, um, all that kind of stuff. So it's really not only about business today. It's also too about just personally um, in life, because the thing about mistakes is we all make them, mm-hmm. right? Truth. And even that person that you look up to or admire the most, put on a pedestal, whatever, they've probably made more mistakes than you realize, right? So first, I just want to really dive right into this, and we're going to go around and each kind of share what's been your biggest, whether it's personal or professional, either one. But I want you guys to share, and I'm going to share too, your biggest mistake that you've made hmm. and kind of how it shaped you and how you worked through it. So can I throw it over to you, Pablo, first? Yeah, you can. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a good question. I think for me, the biggest mistake I've ever made in business happens to also be the biggest like reason why I am where I am. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. trade it mm-hmm. for you know what has happened, but... It definitely was a mistake. And basically what happened was when I was 19 years old, I started my first business um, because I loved the idea of being a business owner, of having my own schedule, of doing mm-hmm. everything that I wanted to do. And for a while I did that and I made money and I did okay and, and all these things. And so it was fine. I learned a ton that you know mm-hmm. I would not be where I am today without those lessons. But mm-hmm. I think if I could redo it, I would have put my ego aside and I would have learned from somebody. In other words, I would have shadowed somebody doing it. I would have, um, worked with someone for free, you know, just to learn what I needed to learn myself rather than thinking like I need to be the number one guy and then I'll learn. I kind of wish I could have switched that out, even though I wouldn't trade it because I've learned so much from that experience. Mm -hmm. I just wish I would have learned it a little earlier, even though 25 years old, it's not a bad time to learn it either, but still. I feel like every 19 year old, that ego. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's kind of a big thing. Well, at 19 years old, you know everything. So, and all through your twenties as well. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, (laughs) finally realize when you're like getting into your thirties, like, man, I was an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Or like, man, my mom was right about a lot of things. (laughs) You don't want to admit it, but she was right most of the time. <laughs> yeah. I tell that to my daughter. I'm sure yeah, she hears she, you. Yeah, I'm sure, she, <laughs> I'm sure she loves that. Oh, yeah. She's also seven going on 30, so. Yeah, right? Uh, totally. That's funny. What about you, Scott? To me, I think the biggest thing was the reality that when I, so when I moved back from Arizona, I was really like excited about worship leading and leading a team and, and kind of taking like what I learned and being like, Hey, check this out. There's mm-hmm. a new way to do things, all this kind of stuff. And I think I did that. Well, the problem is similar to what you're saying, ego made me not leave the place better than it was. Mm. And when I moved on from that location, I was almost like, wait till they see what I did mm. because I did everything and it was easier for me to just do, 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 do. And want to make sure that they realized how much I did. And when I wasn't there on a weekend, I kind of wanted it to not be very good mm. because I wanted to feel like I was the one that was making it happen. And when I left the situation, it was easy for me to kind of be like, now they're like back at square one. But like, that's terrible leadership. Mm. Like, 
it's terrible leadership if your team can't operate whatsoever without you there. And I moved on from that church and I wasn't there very long, but I moved on and they they were not at all in a better position, maybe worse when I left because of the fact that I immediately took things to a different level with the way that I was doing things. But then when I left, it was expected to stay at the level with no one being trained to do it. You didn't mm-hmm. equip anybody. Then. No. Yeah. And, and, and it was... And I could use a bunch of excuses of, oh, there, there weren't enough people there or there weren't people with the right skill sets. or But like realistically, people can learn. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've learned so much about just the importance of just trying to train people better yeah. because you should leave an organization or anything, any situation with it a little bit better than how you came in. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, it's usually bad leadership. Mm. To me, that's, that's a big thing. And so since then, it's taught me a lot about that topic, about trying to train and train and train Mm -hmm. and not be worried about like someone else. Well, now I don't have to worry about someone else taking my job. But Mm -hmm. regardless, I think that's one of the biggest things that you don't want. Like when I, I wasn't the boss of that place. So it's, it's easy to kind of get in this mentality that if I train you too well and you do a better job than me, Mm -hmm. who's to say you're not going to take my job? Mm -hmm. Like That's the reality of some business, unfortunately. But I made that mistake and now like now I see it as a huge win if like we bring on another editor and Pablo trains the editor to be like incredibly good. Mm-hmm. That's like a win now to me where mm-hmm. before it was like, well, Pablo, he's now getting better than you or she's now getting better than you. Mm-hmm. Now it's like a good thing to me mm-hmm. if we have more people that are being trained by trainers. Right. I think that's huge. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I see a lot of similarities in both of your mm-hmm. In both of your stories. For sure. What about you, Mindy? Um, my biggest thing I learned and I always struggle with because it's just a power, part of who I am. I, I love serving people. Mm-hmm. I love helping them. I love um, just that's the way that I, I get fed and I, I find joy. Um, but that tied over to my business is that I love helping my clients. I loved helping them. I did mm-hmm. freelance work for over 10 years. And I would overcommit way too much Mm. and I'd be way too thin of operating. And so then I wouldn't be able to meet Mm -hmm. all the deadlines of all the different clients. Mm -hmm. And I would be so swamped with work and stressed because I was doing way, way too much stuff Mm -hmm. at one time and not learning how to better navigate that and to schedule things out better and to be able to say, because I just wanted work. And right. so to, and because I'd be like, well, if I don't say it, then they're going to go to somewhere else and I'm not going to get that job. And so I would just take on everything that I could mm-hmm. because, you know, it might not be there next week or right. could they wait another week? And so learning how to better navigate that was, was always a struggle, but I, um, I never something I truly fully mastered because it's just part of me, but mm-hmm. I try to, and I'm definitely getting better at it, but mm-hmm. um, learning to say no or just being like, hey, can I not work on that for another month or two because my schedule's too booked up? Mm-hmm. A podcast I just listened to said, said like a lot of people are in debt with their time, mm. and it's just mm-hmm. such a true point of that because I struggle with the same thing still, but mm-hmm. like as a freelancer, it's really hard because mm-hmm. yeah. you're like, if I say no... 
right. the business could be gone. Right. right. But at the same time, it's also worse if you have a client waiting and waiting and waiting. Yeah. But that's a hard thing to face. And yeah. I think for a new business owner, it's the hardest when you're like mm-hmm. the only person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're like at that stage, I need more people, but I can't afford it. I need more yeah. people, but I can't afford it. Yeah. That's a hard thing. But it's a good thing to learn. Yeah. Over promise, under deliver is not a good way to be. Right. You should definitely be going at the opposite direction. Right. It's easy to have that scarcity mindset mm-hmm. too, especially as either a new entrepreneur or a freelancer, like you just, you're kind of scared that things aren't going to come in, but really it's such a mindset shift to um, like an abundant, mm-hmm. abundance mentality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Your turn, Michaela. Yeah. My turn. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think my biggest professional mistake was not hiring help soon enough. Mm. So I had a mentor who once told me that, um, she's like, you need to hire somebody before you need to hire somebody. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I was like, but I don't have, I can't afford to hire someone. That was always, and they said you can't I afford thought. not and to. And yeah, they always said you can't <laughs> afford not to. Um, but I didn't listen to them at first and which is also another mistake in and of itself, like not listening to people who have been where you are and know how to get from point A to point B. And you think you might know, but they've actually walked it. And so I should have listened to her mm-hmm. and hired somebody because sometimes like when opportunity knocks and, and if you're not prepared for it, it's too late to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. So I should have hired somebody a lot sooner. Why than didn't I did. you? Mostly just because of money. Like I yeah. was scared to spend money. And also too, I was like, well, I am really good at a lot of these things mm-hmm. and I can do it better than she can. Uh-huh. And the time that I'm going to need to take to train her and to figure out these systems. Like my brain is kind of all over the place. So then I have mm-hmm. to find a system. Mm-hmm. For this person, like it needs to be duplicatable. Yeah. So it was just all these things in my head of why not to. Mm-hmm. And so I just pushed it off. But honestly, the second that I did hire somebody and I had an assistant, like my business, I mean, it just soared mm-hmm. from that point. It wasn't immediate, mm-hmm. but it like within three months of me having somebody working in my office, um, my numbers like tripled pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Which is great. So my biggest mistake was, number one, not listening to a mentor, and number two, not hiring help before I really thought I needed it. Yeah, I mean, I think it is important to, to and it's hard, it's it's important to hire before you necessarily need it mm-hmm. because, yeah, it's much harder to train people or get people mm-hmm. up to where you need them to be mm-hmm. in the middle of craziness. Right. But that's a scary thing for people. Like, yeah. that's essentially saying hire before you have the money. Right, right. But... If you can be in a situation, and everyone's situation is different. Some people mm-hmm. could say, that's no problem. I'll just make less money personally because I don't live on a lot. Right. That's that's an easier conversation than the person that's like, realistically, like I've made bad decisions financially and I yeah. need to make $100,000 a year just to pay my bills. Right. It's, it, so it's, it's I think it's easy for some people to just be like, no problem. I'll just live yeah. on 40 grand a year right. until the business grows. Yeah. Not if you have family, not if you have all these things. It's a whole different story. And sometimes you hold the penny so close to your eye, you can't see the dollar sign. Yeah. It's good. You know, so you're doing work that you could hire somebody else Mm -hmm. at a lesser price per hour. Like you need to remember that you're worth a lot of money per hour and you can't be spending all this time doing less money work Mm -hmm. when you could be spending time doing the things that are income producing for you Mm -hmm. and have somebody else doing the non-income producing 
yep. but still really important mm-hmm. part of the business. I think there are very few people that are successful in life that are doing it alone. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like every time I see someone who's very successful, whether it be in business or just with an organization, whatever it is, they always have people around them that mm-hmm. are helping them that they've, that are like created and they have a system in place that people mm-hmm. can follow. I mm-hmm. think when you, if you're really, if you can be a really smart, if you're a very smart person, most of the world's not smart. Most, <laughs> of, most of the world is normal. <laughs> and so I think smart people can create systems that normal people can follow. Mm. And if you can make those things happen, you can build an organization or a business that people can work within because you can't, when you're smart like that and you have the business or you're the business owner, you need time to think. You need time to be able to look at the next steps, not do the daily, the daily, the daily, the daily. So you need people in place that can help you do those things, I think. Yeah, and I think as an owner, I can say that it's it's a hard, it's a hard balance because you do have to you do have to kind of put time on your calendar to nothing Yep. to have yeah. space to like mm-hmm. actually even like operate, to yes. think, to plan. I, you know, I, I can't have my schedule never available because what if an opportunity comes that I have to be at? Like you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, but it also becomes difficult when you're trying to figure out like what do I actually need to hire? Mm-hmm. Like I go through that all the time. I'm going mm-hmm. through that currently. Like yeah. what, what – what am I trying to get rid of that's laziness mm-hmm. versus like what is a waste of my time? How can I make more money with my time uh, based on my skill sets mm-hmm. and like trying to hire people that take the things away, like you said, mm-hmm. to allow you to actually do what you do well, yep. I think is the key. Yep. And sometimes you hire people because you just don't want to do certain things. And that's okay yeah. if you have the money to do that. Yeah. But I think it's a better mentality to really think about like hiring people that allow you to do more of what you do better right? is just a great starting point. Yeah. Working but if in you your don't have systems, spot. yeah. But if you don't have systems in place yeah. before you even do it, yeah. it's really hard to hire someone. Yeah. Then you're trying to be like, okay, here's how I do things. You're like, I don't have a clue how I actually do yeah. things. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Yeah. And that's what we've been working on. Like as we've been growing here yeah. is like trying to put systems in place so that the next people that get hired, we mm-hmm. can say, here's how we do things. Because mm-hmm. the last thing you want is someone to come into your organization and be like, all right, so tell me a little bit of how you do this. And you're like, huh? I never really thought about yeah. that. <laughs> like, how do we communicate with clients? How do we send things to clients? How do we keep up with what's going on with clients? How do we mm-hmm. get new clients? How do we, like, there's so many pieces mm-hmm. and you kind of have to have things in place. Yeah. And sometimes that's not easy because a lot of entrepreneurs aren't great organizational people. Right. And sometimes the systems that got you to where you're at aren't going to take you to that yeah. next yeah. level, which I actually, I read a quote on social media um, today. It said, um, you're not stuck. You're just committed to certain patterns of behavior because they've helped you in the past. Now those behaviors have become more harmful. The reason why you can't move forward is because you keep applying an old formula to a new level in your life. So change the formula to get a different result. Sounds exactly like marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're always needing to change yeah. and shift. So I like that though. Yeah. You said that. Do you know? Emily... I don't know how to say your last name. Just like a random person, not like a Yeah, no, it's a random person. Oh, um, cool. A cool. guy that I follow, his uh, name is Man Talks. It's Connor, Connor Bates, I think his name is. Okay. okay. Um, so we really have no clue who said it. There's just a bunch of, <laughs> a lot of, the, the internet. internet. Regardless. The internet. It was a good, it's good. It's a good yeah. quote. Good quote. Yeah. But essentially it's like, you know, they say, Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you need to rethink things sometimes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely the case with, with anything like marketing, with growing a business, with all that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. you do a lot of things when you're just yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't expect to keep doing that and you have to kind of develop like what's next. And that's why I've always tried. Like how do, how do I th- try to plan as much as I can in advance? Like how do I put more systems now that I need to in place mm-hmm. so that when we have the people in place, the system is there right. and not trying to create it. Because right. it's one thing just to train people. It's another whole thing to be like, we're going to train and develop a whole new system of how we do things. Mm-hmm. But it's also being up to like realizing you do have to change and adapt to things that like yep. you didn't normally have to do. There are because, a lot more difficulties now than there used to be. Well, that's it. And the thing is that that's what right right there because the number one of a company or an organization needs people. That's where I thrive. That's mm-hmm. what I've learned in the past couple of years. Like that is the position that I love as being the helper to the Number one, because everyone number one needs a number two, mm-hmm. and a three, and a four, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's where I I love to be that person because the number one has responsibilities and things that I don't like. Mm-hmm. I like being. I have an entrepreneurial spirit. I have a business mindset, but there's things that number ones do that I just don't like. I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather let a number one do those things mm-hmm. and let that fall on their shoulders in the nicest way possible. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'd rather have them do that and win, mm-hmm. and then I'm that number two that they can't work without. You know, and whatever, the, and that, and that, that, not just in business, but in like even with like when we do worship and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I like being not the center of attention. I like being in the back mm-hmm. doing something yeah. else because yeah. I feel like that's where I thrive the most for me. So, and I think yeah. it's also important to like because I think it's easy to hear like number one, number two, number three, and you're thinking of importance and like true. I don't look at anyone like a number two or a number one or like I look at that we're a team in general. And I think it's also just important to realize, like, if you're number 27 at a company, it doesn't mean you're not important or you're, that you can't be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think people sometimes just let titles and just their ego in general actually not let them be happy because they're yeah. too worried about, like, who is the number two at Scaling Creative? Who cares? It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it's, not about, like it's not about that whatsoever. It, right. It's like we're all... We're all number ones, minus that you guys don't have to pay bills. Um, <laughs> we, we or just pay, pay my bills. We just pay different <laughs> yeah, bills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that that's, I, I think that a lot of people could learn from the reality of like, don't let title yeah. drive you. Yeah. Like if you love what you're doing, you love the mm-hmm. position you're in, and you love just working with the people you're working with, mm-hmm. does it really matter? I think too many people just jump to titles and, and roles and yeah. they need to have a certain title. Right. Like for what? Yeah. To impress someone looking at your LinkedIn profile? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Dr. Darius Daniels, he says that you don't go as far as your dream. You go as far as your team. Yeah. Mm. I like good. that. Isn't that good? Dude, what a guy. What a, what a guy. <laughs> Somebody call him up. <laughs> <laughs> have him be on our podcast. Yeah, get him oh, on the podcast. So if you are listening to this podcast too, like we would love for you to like tell us what your biggest mistakes are and like learnings from it. Obviously the difficulty if you're listening to this podcast is there's not like a way to necessarily comment on the podcast, Mm -hmm. but you can DM us on Twitter or on Instagram or leave a comment on the YouTube video if you're watching that. If you're not watching it, we really like to like interact with you guys. So if you are watching this on YouTube, thank you for watching and please comment below. Like what are some things that you have failed in and learned from? Because there are so many failures that I think people can resonate with. Mm -hmm. And I hope that people, not just us can bring value, but people listening to this also have their own experiences. So please Mm -hmm. pause this right now on YouTube, 
on the podcast and either DM us or post somewhere and let us know what your biggest failures are. We would love to kind of just interact with those and, and hear your mistakes as well. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Um, I want to share three things that can help you bounce back from mistakes. But first, I want to share three things that uh, do not help you bounce back. And so those three things are panic, make excuses, and blame others. Because <laughs> I think so many people do that when they make a mistake. The immediate reaction is is to blame others or to like freak out about it or make excuses. But the three best things um, which help you make it an old mistake, O-L-D, an old mistake, is to nice. first own it. So admit it forgive yourself. Cause I think, I don't know if you guys are like me, but I, I'm really hard on myself. I think that's a huge, I've made so many mistakes in that area where I just, I sit and stir on a mistake that I've made for way too long. Um, so forgiving yourself, I think is a huge, is a huge piece of the puzzle. Um, so owning the mistake and then learning from the mistake. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to sit and dwell on it, but you also want to take a second to gain some self awareness around the mistake. Um, and then D stands for don't repeat it. I think, yeah, I think in that, I, I, and I don't know if it's actually, uh, so Tom Murray, obviously was on our last podcast, but he speaks a lot. And one of the things he said is you don't always, it's, I don't even know if it's his quote. I don't even know if this is exactly how it is, but it'll, it'll make sense. He says like that you don't learn from the experience in life. You learn from reflecting on the experience mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. um, or mistakes or it might be mistakes. Who cares? But I think the point is that like mm-hmm. you're going to make mistakes. Yes. You're going to fail. You're going to kind of stuff. And I think that when you reflect more on it, mm-hmm. you don't look at failures like a mistake or, or failures. You look mm-hmm. at them as a learning curve. Right. Like you look at it as something as something that you learn from the 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 situation, mm-hmm. because all the things we named earlier, we won't really make those mistakes again, mm-hmm. because we learn from them. Mm-hmm. Like we could have been really annoyed at that or been pissed, and maybe other people's listening to this mistakes are much different. But mm-hmm. yeah, you have to reflect on them and learn from them, and not yeah. be so hard on yourself because the mistakes. It's tiny. Like when you look back at like big mistakes, you're like, eh, it really wasn't that big. Yeah. It really wasn't that big of a deal. It feels like the the end of the world oh, like yeah. in that in that moment. But it's not a mistake to make a mistake. It's a mistake to repeat mm-hmm. a mistake. Mm-hmm. I think it's also a mistake to not own it. Because mm-hmm. like I, I think the biggest sign of weakness is blame. The mm-hmm. things you said, blame. Mm-hmm. And what was the other thing you said? Blame and I forget what you said. Blame others. Uh, blame others. Oh, oh, and, oh, and make excuses. Make excuses. Yeah. yeah. When you blame, panic. <laughs> well, those things. Yeah. But when you blame people and make excuses, that's the first sign of like, okay, these people don't even own their responsibilities. Right. You know, like, and when you own your responsibilities, that means you own the situation. Which means if you can own the situation, yeah. then you can actually change things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But until you actually grab a hold and own it, you, you're not going to yeah. change anything because excuses and blame aren't going to do that for you at all. Right. My mom always told me, she's like, if you're pointing your finger, have you heard this one before? You have four you're, pointing back at you. You have three, three pointing one. back at you. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that when I was a kid. And I was like, well, how, how many now? Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah, twist yeah. your arm. People listening to the podcast are like, what's he doing right now? I'm like twisting my arm, you know, so that they're not pointing at me. Right. And some of your mistakes too, they can lead to really great things. When I was doing some research for this podcast, there was a lot of discoveries that are made by mistakes like post-it notes, Teflon, penicillin, those are all things that came by accident, like from a quote unquote mistake. And, um, I think it's in Albert Einstein said, like, if, if you've never made a mistake, 
um, then you've never tried anything new mm. because it's just a, an aspect of life. So, so being in the business world, what are some common mistakes that you guys have seen businesses or organizations make? I think there's so many, but I, I, I don't want to like go on a rant here, right? but my, the biggest one that I seem that seems to keep repeating itself constantly that I see with business owners or businesses, whatever is like a lack of professionalism. Mm. There's just, they like, they don't take themselves seriously or like they just show up late or like they don't come prepared. They don't know where things are. They're not organized. Like there's just these things that keep happening. I keep seeing it happening. And I'm like, do you not think about these things or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Has anyone yeah. talked to you about this stuff? Like that, that's so th there's many things, but I think that's one thing that I've seen. As yeah, you like, see that a lot in, just the, a lot. In, in a service industry in general, for sure. Mm -hmm. People that you look at, like whether it's, you know, different companies that are doing random things like, and it's, it's easy for us to look at like the average landscape company. Cause we work with such a great, high quality yeah. facility maintenance company. But like even that industry, like you, you go around, you drive around, you're like, people don't, don't have shirts on or they don't have like, they're like smoking a cigarette while they're not letting them like, how do you, how do you not like <laughs> think to yourself? That's probably not the best way to represent your right, company. Right, right, right. And it's crazy. And I blame the owners yeah. and the managers yeah. because it starts with the leadership. Yeah. it ain't that it person's fault that has a cigarette in his mouth on a mower. Right. It's the manager for allowing him to have a cigarette on the mower. Right. But that's, that's, it's a great point. I mean, so many people, I don't, I think it's like people, people feel like nobody's looking at them. Mm. Like literally that they're the only person that is that. Well, some people are not even looking at themselves. Yeah, like they're like, obviously they're like, they're like I'm, I'm, everything's fine. I'm like, no, no, no. Are you, look, do you see yourself right yeah. now? Like, <laughs> you know? And I think it's in, in terms of appearance, you know, how they dress, how they represent themselves on the job, but also people don't realize how they look like how miserable they sometimes look mm. when they're doing certain things. Like the amount of times that you go into a place and you're kind of like, Jesus, does this person want anything to do with like yeah. what they're doing? Yeah. I mean, we visit, I'm, I visit a certain coffee shop regularly and there is a specific <laughs> location that I go in and it is like, I cannot fathom how they are all still employees there. Like mm. they're just miserable. Yeah. And, and I just like, I just mm. don't know how as management, Mm -hmm. you allow miserable people mm -hmm. to work in a customer service yeah. role. Like it just doesn't, if you're miserable or you look miserable all the time, do telemarketing on the phone or something. <laughs> Cause like, at least you have a reason to be miserable at say, that point. And they're still there. Like they're there for a long time, yeah, like months. Just, and I'm like, get a new job if you don't like it. No, or, or, or management pay a little bit of attention. Right, 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 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just unbelievable to me. I think the biggest mistake I see that we've talked about this before is just people that, just don't want to change like mm -hmm. either. And it can be sometimes they don't realize they need to, mm -hmm. but more times than not, it's they realize they need to and they talk about wanting to, mm -hmm. but they don't actually ever actually do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, and you can watch them slowly digging their graves that you're like, mm -hmm. you don't realize like we talked about this a year ago and you said you were going to start doing this. And then we talked about it two years ago and you were going to start doing this and yeah. you're eventually going to have no business. Yeah. And like, I, what are you waiting for? Like, yeah. do you not see what is going on yeah. in this, in the world? And we see that a lot because we're very innovative in the way that we do things. So we, we right. are kind of more upfront out than most people are, mm -hmm. but it is shocking. The more we kind of learn and grow and understanding these things, how many people are just clueless about what to do, mm -hmm. but not only the ones that are like, but there are people that actually aren't clueless and they're just not, they're still not doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, mm -hmm.
when when are, when are we going to like wake up? I, I think people <laughs> beat themselves up for not like for procrastinating. But if you would just stop beating yourself up over procrastinating and just do. Yeah, you'd stop procrastinating. <laughs> you'd stop right, procrastinating. Yeah. yeah. So I think so what you kind of said was just a lack of professionalism and even just simple things like it doesn't take much to be above average. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't because when it happens, we're like whoa yeah look at this company yeah. they're doing something like saying hello to people and oh wow yeah, and showing right, up right. with like about that they're saying hello when we walk in the door <laughs> look at that they are above average smile on. Oh. oh my gosh look at that like, wow yeah and then not being afraid of change yep. i think that's a huge mistake that people make is just they're so afraid of change and taking that first mm-hmm. that next best step for sure um so mindy what do you think the one thing I, I guess I find, and it's probably because I enjoy doing it and helping people do it so much, is just that they run very inefficiently. Mm. They mm. come up with systems that maybe worked when they first started, but it's just not the most efficient way. Or there's a new technology that came out that made that more efficient, that there's software out there to help you mm-hmm. do it. And to really be willing to come in and really truly reevaluate if there's things that you can do that will make your business easier, run smoother, um, quicker, you know, um, I came into one place and I, I, like I was helping them out and I found out like they were all manually creating a ton of invoices that were just control. Like she had to control all B every yeah. piece of line. For those non-computer savvy, that is, uh, she's copying and pasting into other things. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and it was just like, I was like this poor, poor person that, that, those three keys are going to get worn out on the keyboard <laughs> like working. super fast and not work. Buy a new keyboard. <laughs> um, but it was just like there was things that I figured out and quickly was able to cut what she was doing in half or even a fourth of the time because we like looked at it and figured out what was the most efficient way of doing it. And I think, too, a lot of people, because of that, they look at another company and they'll be like, okay, this company – this this guy I follow, he, he they're really good, and they use um, one software, mm-hmm. but they also don't look at that that might not be the most efficient for them and how they right. flow and they work. And it's like you really have to evaluate your team, your workflow, and find what works specifically for you. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be cookie cutter to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Some things will be, but a lot of times you have to look at what's specifically going to help you. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, time is so important. But I think that that's not something people are naturally like. That's something that you really enjoy. Like you love the idea of looking at something and evaluating how to do it. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, that's kind of how I always am thinking too. I don't always I don't always come up with the best systems, but I'm always trying to figure out like the quickest way. Every time I do any sort of edit, I'm like, there's got to be a quicker key to do that. <laughs> Anytime I do anything because yeah. time is money. And you realize even more when you have a bunch of employees because you realize like mm-hmm. everyone's time multiplied is even more money. Yep. So you're always looking for it. But yeah, there's so many people that like, yeah, they always, they used to do manual invoices because it was just them and why not? Mm-hmm. But then technology does these unbelievable things and makes their job so incredibly easy. And they're like, oh, it's just, I've always done it this way. Yeah. But literally that's a story of business. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Especially ones that have been around forever. Yep. It's just not realizing like it's it's good to reevaluate yes. all the time and as a growing a business mm-hmm. and say, here's how we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Is there a better way? Yeah. Usually there is. With the way we're moving technology, there is always additional, faster, 
better and more efficient ways to do everything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to nonstop change, mm-hmm. but it's good to look mm-hmm. like all the time and be like, there's got to be a better way. Right. Yeah. Always asking why. Why do we do it this way? Why have we done it this yeah. way in the past? And why are we still doing it this way? And and I think when you ask those questions, it you really find out like maybe we did it that way because there's only four people when we first started this mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. But now we are a team of 10. Mm-hmm. And that system for four doesn't work. Right. So what is the, going to be the best way to move forward and what's going to be the best for everybody? Or, you know... Like there's so many different task software out there, but it's like um, two I've worked with, like, you know, some one group I've worked with with Monday and that that was great for them. Another team, it was Asana. You know, it's just like it does. You just have to figure out what works for you. Yeah. And what is the best system for you? Mm -hmm. And some of the things like, you know, with our company, certain things are going to be adapted to a point to how the boss per se wants to run things. Mm -hmm. But like with me for the most part, it's not usually like I'm not trying to run things efficiently, but there are certain things that like how, what is the best system for the person that is going to be in those the most Mm -hmm. is also pretty important. Oh yeah. Very important. Because they're all those things, Monday and Asana, which if you're like, what the heck are those things? They're like task management type software. There's lots of different options. They all pretty much do the same thing. Yeah. But something as simple as the way things visually look mm-hmm. matters yeah. a lot to certain brains mm-hmm. and certain yeah. operations. Mm-hmm. And it's important in your industry, like you said, to look why we've always done things. Maybe you're not switching because you can't afford to. And that's a mm-hmm. re- legitimate excuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like some softwares are expensive, right. but it is good to evaluate every yeah. year, every two years. Or if you're growing really fast, it may be like when you go from mm-hmm. five employees to 20, Things change, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the way that you used to do things should really play a factor into, like, are we thinking about how we can efficiently do this better? Mm -hmm. Because time adds up, and time is money. They're not just thinking about it, but actually doing something. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many people that are like, ooh, they're like looking at the the metrics or the stats or whatever, but then they don't actually do anything, or they're afraid Mm -hmm. to do actually something, you know what I mean? So I Mm -hmm. think just actually taking steps to really make it happen matters. And part of that step is like, you know, right now I'm actually going to be having a phone call with like Gary V's team um, about how they run the behind the scenes content for the sake of I want to know how you deal with a massive amount of content and being able to pull back certain pieces to make it work. Mm-hmm. Like how can you randomly grab a piece of content from this piece because that's the type of work we do. Right, right. So like it's important when you're growing in an yeah. industry to consult with people that are in your industry. Right. Yes. Don't consult with like what is this beauty photo blogger doing on her level right, when right, you right. may do something nowhere near because right, right. there are things that are specifically made for certain types mm-hmm. of work. Mm-hmm. And it is very important to realize like, and not everyone will give you the information, but more times than not, they will. They will. Yeah. Like you call someone up and, and you know, Hey, I see your company does something like you're, yeah. you've been an inspiration. Like mm-hmm. people ask different things about how we operate things and it's good to look in your industry. What Absolutely. are people using? Absolutely. And if they're really doing it, like if you have to pay a little money yeah. to get their time. No, and you should be yeah. exactly. I was going to say, yeah. I'm not, if I'm not asking to. for my, I'm not asking for free time from getting right. this thing. But it's like, I'll pay for it. Cause it's worth me realizing, yes. Hey, they're at a much, much bigger scale, mm-hmm. but they do the same things we actually do in mm-hmm. terms of, Filming, 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 bringing content in randomly. How does yeah. people, how are people editing simultaneously? How are they keeping right. track of the organization? Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Right. So it's important for me to look for people that do what we do mm-hmm. and try to learn what's the next size scale. Mm-hmm. 
because that's that's a great way to learn. Yeah. yeah. I think that is such a great point. And just like I, I would never take advice from somebody that I wouldn't trade places with mm-hmm. in personally, but also then same thing with business. Yeah. You want to make sure that the business that you're talking to is where you would like to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mistakes are a part of business. Mistakes are a part of life. It's about owning them, learning from them, not repeating them. And mistakes are really just proof that you're trying, which mm-hmm. is, I think, such an important part of failing forward. If you're not failing, if you're not ma- making mistakes, like you're not moving forward. It's it's part of success, mm-hmm. not oh, yeah. aside from success. It, fail, failure and mistakes are a part of success. So I want to jump back to one thing because I feel like this will be valuable to certain entrepreneurs okay. because I just mentioned this to someone. I recently saw someone, this is kind of almost off topic, but I don't think it is. We talked earlier, Mindy, you talked about how you couldn't keep up with certain workload and it didn't end up looking good. I recently saw a person that was in our industry, a friend of mine, someone that I think I actually help. I've mentored them throughout certain things. And they had randomly made a post that was like, hey, if you're waiting for films from us, we apologize. We've been getting crazy busy and we aren't able to keep up with whatever. We'll have your films out soon. I literally wrote right away. I was like, that is a terrible thing to talk about because (laughs) it's like. People need to realize it's like people watching how you're doing things. People need to realize your customers, your clients don't really care that business is good for you Mm. when their work's not getting done. Mm. It's like me hiring a lawn company and my lawn is a forest because they haven't done it for a month and a half. Mm -hmm. And then being like, hey, we really apologize. We're just getting super busy here. And I'm like, I don't care if you're getting busy. I'm going to find a new lawn company. Yeah. So I think that when you are going through the growing stage, mm-hmm. if you can't keep up with it, do your best of trying to catch up. But your client should never know that you're in the weeds because mm-hmm. you're growing too mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. That's a terrible, that's a, mm-hmm. make, that's a way that you can guarantee you will lose their business. Yes. Because they're not going to be like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you get a chance, you finish my work that I paid you for. <laughs> no. No one looks at it that way. Yeah. Nope. Right. And you're, as, a, as an entrepreneur, you're kind of thinking about that, like, ooh, I want this to look good. This will impress mm-hmm. people. I'm starting to grow. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear you're growing. Mm-mm. They want to, they want to be your only client. Right. Oh, yeah. So you need to do your, your best at making them always feel like they are the only client mm-hmm. and realizing that if you can't keep up with work at all, you need to hire someone. Absolutely. You're probably making enough money. Absolutely. So random tangent I just thought about though, cause it was workflow efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Brand. Good stuff. Yeah. Random. Constantly put yourself in your, your client's perspective. Yes. So I yes. think sometimes we lose sight of that mm-hmm. so quickly. Mm-hmm. And so if you can put yourself back in that, in that position, it'll help you run your business better. Yep. Would you hire you? Yep. Mm. Yep. I did that video. It was good. Yeah. yeah. I'm not good. Cause I made it. <laughs> it was good because I challenged myself to like, I challenged right. us to like create content 100%. for us. Like we hired ourselves to make content for us. Like right. If you can't. Right. Yeah. Would you hire your own company? Well, thank you so much for taking some time. We just really appreciate it. I mean, time is money. time is money. Time is valuable. And so we really appreciate that you've been spending your time listening or watching. So we would love to hear from you. Comment, DM us. Let us know if there's topics that you would love to hear from mm-hmm. us here at Scaling Creative. Um, but we love to hear from you guys. So, And we'd also love to know where you're listening. Like Ooh, yeah. right now, pause. Are you walking your dog? Are you mowing the lawn? Are you driving to work? Are you running on a treadmill? I love, I'm fascinated with what people are doing when they listen to podcasts. I so always stop right now shit. and tell me. You always do literally the same thing. Like fine. I, I listen to I do podcasts. it anytime. I literally have a free minute. I do it. So it's good. So yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good rest of your day.